This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Thanks for joining us today. So, Pastor Michael, here's our question for today. Why does prayer seem to change God's mind at times in Scripture? I mean, doesn't God know what he's going to do and what's going to happen at all times in the future? So how can prayer change his mind? Oh, what a oh, what a philosophical quandary. Um, if uh, God already knows the future, then do I have any choice but to do what God already knows that I'm going to do in the future, therefore making me a robot to only do what is in God's mind? You mm. know, I mean, and that's fatalism at the end it of the is. day. And and this is where if our audience, you know, is maybe not used to that train of thought, there are a group of Christians who say the following, um, God does not know the future because if God did know the future, then the only thing that I could do right now is that which God already knows. And therefore I am not in control of myself or I don't have a free will. And um, the, it, it actually in the late 90s, early 2000s was a, a theology known as open theism that mm-hmm. really started to take some roots. That's um, exactly what it was. Yep. Since mm-hmm. then, it is pretty much, I think, gone away. I mean, there are still little pockets of it here and there, but it's not really a big deal anymore. So, um, But typically, our understanding of sovereignty um, causes us to pendulum swing too far in one direction or the other direction, therefore leading us into unhelpful and untruthful ideas about God and free will and prayer. And right. um, so some people, you know, they pendulum swing and they say, God is sovereign over everything that ever happens. Therefore, um, I don't need to pray. Right. Just why, why pray? God's going to do what God's going to do. And I can't do anything about that. Yep. Or why tell people about Jesus? Because God's going to save who God saves. And and that's fine. And, and honestly, there are small pockets of Christianity of, we'll say Calvinism or hyper-Calvinism is a better word for mm-hmm. it, um, which is not at all what Calvin taught or what the reformers taught. So that um, become really useless because they aren't doing anything um, because it, they are so deterministic or fatalistic that it, it yeah causes them to be lazy spiritually. Um, and then, you know, you go all the way to the other side and um, people um, who believe that um, I choose my future. I determine my destiny. God will not intrude on my life. God is polite. All these other weird phrases, which God is not polite. He intrudes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would look at them and I would say, well, why pray? If you're the finer, de- de- final determiner of your destiny, if, if you ultimately have to make the final decision, then what's the point of even praying on that end? Right. Why, why pray about it? Just go do whatever you want to do. Totally. And, and then so, God will jump on your ship. Yeah. And so like, there's this um, pendulum swing that people go back and forth. And, and we want to land in the middle. We don't want to land in the middle because the middle sounds good because we're just trying to keep peace. We want to land in the middle because when you go too far to either direction, you get to an unbiblical perspective. Right. So let's just break it down and, and make the point. Okay. Uh, the point is this. There are times frequently when God will give you something or do something for you in response to prayer that if you didn't pray, he would not give or do for you. That's exactly what scripture teaches. Right. And so, for example, you might need wisdom in a circumstance and God will only give it to you if you ask. Ask. That's it. And if you don't ask, he won't. Um, Or there are things that God may do. Like, for example, you may be really sick and God may heal you if you ask. But if you don't ask, then he won't. 
Um, and so there are directions that God will say allows, ordains, or permits um, that our life is going in that direction, and that if you would pray, God would change his mind and allow a different direction to occur. Right. And so this is where if your view of sovereignty leads you to a place where prayer is is not useful or relevant to changing your current reality, it's wrong. And if your perspective on sovereignty leads you to not pray because you are the determiner of your future um, and God is more hands-off, then that is wrong. Mm -hmm. And the right view of prayer is simply this. God will change his mind or do things differently sometimes if we will pray and it's according to something that he wants it to be done, wants to be done. That's right. So you might say, Michael, um, I'm a Calvinist, and I'm really upset with you. Why did you say that? And I'm a Calvinist <laughs> too. Let's just be straight, okay? Like, there's there's very few people who love God's sovereignty um, more than me. And so I'll just read a couple passages because whatever my doctrinal grid is, every doctrinal grid needs to be tempered with the reality and the clear truth that is taught in Scripture. So I'll give an Old Testament example of this, and then we'll look to the Book of James. And there are two scriptures in James that really just kind of bring crystal clarity to this issue. So Exodus 32, verse 9. You ready, Tim? I'm ready. Awesome. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. You like my drama? Okay. <laughs> now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, in order that I may make a great nation of you. So, basically, God's really angry. He is angry Israel. with those Israelites. And uh, he's like, Moses, I dig you. Okay, you can come up on the mountain. I'm going to kill everybody else. And, you know, some people don't like this view of God. We'll deal with it because this is an aspect of God's nature and character. Mm -hmm. He's not purely 100% love, and that's all he is. So um, verse 11, Moses implored the Lord his God and said, so Moses is going to pray because prayer is simply talking to God. So right. he says, oh, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, with evil intent did he bring them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven. And all this land that I promise, I will give to your offspring and they shall inherit it forever. Like, God, you remember when you said mm -hmm. that? Now you're going to obliterate them? And here's what verse 14 says. This is how God responds to Moses' prayer. The Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. Now, you could look at this from a couple of perspectives, um, that Moses is God's counselor, and Moses is so wise, and God is a petulant child that is just like, I'm going to beat him up, you know? <laughs> We and, don't think um, that's what it is. We don't think that's that's what it is. In fact, I, what's happening here is that God is, with overwhelming clarity, communicating to Moses and the people. They're on the verge, right? And God can still make a nation out of one man. He did it that's before, right. and he can do it again, and mm -hmm. it doesn't take him that long. And so whether or not God does this here or there or whatever else, um, God can do this, and he would have been just to do this, and he would have still done this and fulfilled all of his promises. That's but he, right. But here's the deal. God loves Moses, and God hears the prayers of those whom he loves. 
And Moses did make a great point. But the point is not why God changed his mind. God is not concerned, oh, wait a minute, if I do this, are all the Egyptians going to look at me and say, I'm a terrible guy. I want them to like me. I got to think that they're, I want to be the good guy, right? That's not. Not it. Yeah. He would have done things very, he wouldn't have killed all their firstborn children. That's right. If he was interested in (laughs) being seen as a good guy. You know, he wouldn't have like destroyed um, Pharaoh and all of his army under like a a tidal wave of water if he was trying to be a good guy in everyone's eyes, you know? And, And the point is this, is that what God is communicating through these narratives is that when God's people who are faithful and righteous go before them, he responds to those prayers. Right. And that God will take a different course of action, even though he is determined to do one thing, um, that he will respond to us. Now, did God know that Moses was going to ask that? The answer is yes. Yes. And and if we get too lost in the philosophical quandary of omniscience and we try to make sense of how God interacts with us in light of his absolute total omniscience, we're going to lose our mind. Right. And that's not the point. Like our theology of sovereignty should not lead us to a place of determinism. The the scriptures pull us back from that perspective and they level us out somewhere in the middle so that we don't get too crazy. That's right. And so we get to the book of James. Two verses, very simple, very awesome. James 4.2 says this, you do not have. Why? Because (laughs) you do not ask. Like, don't you love the simplicity? Like, I imagine Moses is, like, sitting there, and he's like, should I talk to God? Should I not talk to God? I mean, he's going to destroy these people. And then, like, somebody goes up to him and says, why don't you just ask him? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, good idea. Hey, Mo- hey God, um, could you not do that? Because I don't think that would go well. And God says, sure, I'll respond to that, you know. But you know, maybe you're not healed because you didn't ask. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you didn't have enough money to pay for that bill because you didn't go before God and say, like, would you? Now, he might not. It doesn't mean if you ask, you will have. He's no, just saying not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. Or um, I need wisdom. Would you Would you help me? Um, now, wisdom is one of those things that God says. If you If you're a child of God, or you have the Spirit of God, if you ever ask for it, I will always give it to you. Right. Okay, money is not one of those circumstances. Okay, <laughs> let's be crystal clear, audience. Unless you're one of those prosperity people, and you're like, yes, I want more money. No. So there are things that if you don't ask, you you just won't have. Right. And um, I think sometimes we don't ask because it's too big or we're too afraid. Lord, would you please allow me to have this opportunity? Lord, would you allow me to, oh, bring the gospel to this person at work? Would you allow a circumstance to come up? Sometimes we forfeit the blessings that God wants to give us to do ministry or to pursue his kingdom or to be the men and women that God wants us to be because we're just, you know, lazy. So second verse, James 5, 16. Did I get a little too health and wealth there, Tim, for you? Is that no, no, right, no, 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 no. We're agree, all right, I'm, I'm not, glad you didn't go there. All right. No, no. It's Yeah. Don't ask for more money for the sake of more money. That's that's called selfishness. He'll say no. Therefore, James 5, 16, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. The, I love this line. This is so awesome. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So this might be a little uncomfortable for some people. But God loves to respond to the prayers of his children. Right. God especially and I believe more quickly responds to the prayers of righteous children. Mm -hmm. Perfect? No. People whose hearts are sold out to God? Yes. Yes. And so I have a little joke I say, like somebody will say, oh, I didn't get that job. And I'd be like, sorry, I wasn't righteous enough, you know, Um, and it's it's a dumb joke. Yeah. But like. At the core, though, is there are some things, like, let's say there is a belligerent Christian who's like, uh, I, I just need this thing, you know, help me out, God. And then there's the righteous Christian who asks for the exact same thing. God might say yes to the more righteous person and no to the more belligerent person simply because of their faithfulness. And right. I know that doesn't sound easy for everybody, like, 
But there is value um, as, it beca- as it pertains to your prayer life in obeying God. That's right. Um, and so blessings I mean, are always tied to obedience. Absolutely. And often we want God's answer in the affirmative yep. when, we're, when we're disobedient. And that it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. And so, I mean, God will God will respond to anyone. Any, every child of God should always pray and ask for things. Like that's a fair thing. Okay. Um, but expect that there will be no's. There might be some yeses. But the more faithful you are to God, the more likely he probably will be to respond. Um, that's probably the best way I could say it. Right. I like the way you said it, blessings follow obedience. Like that was so much more preacher-like of you. <laughs> I'm just ranting here and you're like, yeah, yeah, here's what, here's what you should have said. No, it's good. Um, so big picture. If you don't believe prayer changes reality – you won't pray. If you believe the future hangs on the balance of your prayers, you will be crushed. Okay. The future does not hang in the balance. The world, like that person is not going to go to hell because you didn't pray enough. That is not the point. Right. Okay. Um, Here's the point. God always responds to the prayers of his children and God will change his mind sometimes if you ask. God will always, always give you certain things if you ask, wisdom being one of them. Right. Um, God will always give you a measure of peace in chaos from his Holy Spirit if you ask. Mm-hmm. Now, um, God may not always give you the pay raise or God may not always give you the object, but God will always give you certain things. And we just say whatever it is. Bring every request to God. Let him filter it out. Let him figure out what to do with them. Take every single possible request to God because he loves you and he wants to hear everything that you have to say. That is so good, Pastor Michael. We just know that scripture continuously teaches us that we are as his children to go to him in prayer for all things. Thanks for joining us today, listeners. Please do us three favors. Go to our church website, vcob.org, and click on that link that says Q&A podcast question and submit a question for us. We'd love to get to your question. Second, be sure to share this podcast with a friend, a family member, or a foe. And number three, go to the iTunes store and rate and review this podcast so that we can get it into the hands and the ears of as many listeners as possible. Please join us next time when we answer the question, does God predestine people to help?